see what the Lord has for us this morning. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and I'm going to read verses 17 and 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 17 and 18. The Apostle Paul begins by saying, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, everybody say but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. I don't know about you, but I want to keep my eyes on the eternal. With the help of the Lord this morning, I'm going to preach for a little while today and try to help and encourage someone who may be going, anybody just feel like that you may be going through something today? You just, maybe you've been in it, you've been going through it. How many of you feel that way this morning? There's, there's a few of you that's been with me in the, in the struggle. I'm going to preach by the help of the Lord, and I thought I might just be preaching to myself, but it looks like by your hands this morning, I'm going to be preaching to a few of you today. We'll just preach together. How about that? By the help of the Lord, we're going to preach, but for a moment, but for a moment. Lord, help me today to preach what you've laid upon my heart. Lord, I give you honor and glory for your word today. Thank you, God, for your anointing and for the worship and praise that we feel in the house, giving adoration to you for your worthy. I pray over this message that I'm about to preach today, Lord. Let me be a vessel of honor, Lord, to preach what you have laid upon my heart, put in my spirit, in Jesus' name. God bless you today. You can be seated. I thought some of you were going to leap for joy when I said I'm going to be preaching, but for a moment. <laughs> the question was raised, why does God allow the devil to buffet us through afflictions? <coughs> first of all, <coughs> pardon me, first of all, I believe that God allows Satan to buffet us because he has confidence in us. That's right. God has confidence in us, like Job, that we will not fail him because of our afflictions. Could I get a little bit of monitor on up here, please? But the reason that Job didn't fail God was because, number one, he was in a constant state of intercession. It was a consistent state of intercession. Number two, I believe that Job maintained an attitude of pursuing righteousness. And the third thing that I see is in Job's life was that Job was very diligent in avoiding evil. 
He didn't allow his troubles to push him to a point of feeling like the best thing for him to do is to stop serving the Lord. I, I can say this morning, I, I've been through some trials. I've been through a few tests. But I'm encouraged to be able to say this today. I don't think I've ever been to a point when my struggle or my hardship or my difficulty ever caused me to want to throw in the towel when it comes to serving God. I'm not sure if we all together can recognize this, but I think we do. I believe we recognize that our troubles are not are not anything that should separate us from our walk with the Lord. Why do we allow temporary inconveniences in life to rob us of our joy, our peace, and our contentment? I'm not. I'm not sure that I that that I understand completely. But it's somehow it's how we we seem to be made. But but there's another aspect of this that I want to explore today, and that is the fact that there are even some. I didn't say all, but some trials that are brought on us that are courtesy of God himself. Now think about that. He, he actually brings trials into our life. And he's doing it for our benefit. Now it's like, it's like, Correcting a child and telling them, "Listen, I love you so much. I've got to, I got to take care of business here. This hurts me more than it hurts you." And they don't believe it. You know they don't believe that when you tell them. You, you, they, come on, let's get real. They, they don't believe that, uh, but but we know that it's the truth because we have to, we have to correct the child, and so. Sometimes we want to say yes, but we say no because it is for their benefit. And, and, and we, like children sometimes, God says no when we want a yes. And how we handle God's no is so very important. Did you notice that the Bible says that the children of Israel, that God suffered them to hunger? God suffered them to hunger. That, that phrase means that God allowed them to get hungry. God allowed it. God allowed them to get hungry. He allowed them to get thirsty. He allowed them to get in tight places. And times of distress and discomfort came because God allowed it to happen. Now I'm talking to anyone who knows that sometimes God will let you get into trouble. He will let you get hungry sometimes. He will let you get into a place where your back is 
against the wall. See, we all want God to keep us from ever getting into that position. But sometimes he says, you know what? You keep going that direction, I'll just let you go. Why do bad things happen to good people? Because sometimes even good people get crossways with God in their flesh. They won't listen to the voice of God. They won't heed the word of God. They don't honor and respect the man of God. And there's a point that God says, okay, have it your way. But in the end, you're not going to like how this is going to turn out. But I'm going to allow it for a little while. I'm going to allow you to get into a mess for a little while. Because you are resisting the simple correction. I'll have to go a little harder with my correction. And so he'll let you get into a problem. Sometimes he will let you stand before the Red Sea with an Egyptian army closing in on you. And you wonder what you're going to do before God makes a way for you to be able to cross over. There'll be times that he will allow you to be thrown into the fiery furnace, but don't fret, he'll be there with you. Maybe he'll let you spend the night in a hungry den of lions. But he's going to close their mouth. But he's waiting to see how we're going to handle the tragedy, the hardship, the struggle before he comes through. He says, I'm going to give you a little time to decide how you're going to respond to the trouble in your life. He is trying to prove you, to prove our faith, to test our faith and find out what our heart is made of. Is it that God doesn't know what our heart is made of? God absolutely knows the end from the beginning. I've had a lot of people ask me questions related to this. What is it that God is trying to do? Let me me just break it down and be real blunt about this. God knows what your heart's made of. He's trying to reveal to us what our heart's made of. He allows us to go through some things because He's trying to reveal to us. You just keep on mishandling this. I'm going to let you keep going through it until you recognize... That it's not my fault. It's not your brother's fault or your sister's fault. And when you recognize and realize that the problem and the buck stops here, then I'll help you out. But until you realize where the trouble lies and that the trouble lies within, Some of you may follow me on social media and know in preparation for today, I made, a little, I made a little comment this week on social media. The issue is that sometimes we point all of our attention on other people when other people are not really the problem. Often the issue is what's going on in our heart, in our mind, between our ears. 
Often it's how we're handling the things that life is throwing at us. How are we responding to the trouble of life and the tragedies of life? Are we turning to God and looking to Him for help or do we feel like we can make it on our own? Are we trusting in chariots and horses or are we remembering the name of the Lord? So the Lord is trying our faith to try to prove what our heart is made of. But the good news is found in our text is that all of these things are but for a moment. Meaning they are temporal. They will not last. It's just for a while. It's for a season. It's it's lasting only for a limited time. And then this too shall pass. The hardship, the struggle, the pain, the agony, what you are dealing with. God is not trying to kill you. He may be perfecting some things in your life. He's not trying to kill you. He's not trying to hurt you. As a matter of fact, He's with you. But it may be that He's trying your faith to reveal, not to Him, but to reveal to you what's in your heart. Remember that God said, it's about, he says, to do good at thy latter end. It's just temporary. It's for a season. It's for a while. Can I tell somebody today that what you are going through today, what you are dealing with today, the hardship and the struggle, whatever it was that made you very gently and slowly decide if you wanted to even lift that hand and admit what you're going through today. Can I tell you that whatever it was that caused you to lift that hand will not last always. There is no storm that will last always. This too shall pass. It's but for a moment. The storm is coming, but it'll pass. This morning while we're enjoying the presence of the Lord sitting in heavenly places together. Some of our friends and churches that are further south than us, particularly down in Missouri and Arkansas and over in that region of the world, this morning are dealing with floodwaters. I saw church cancellations, but some of our friends and connections down in the south because of swollen rivers and Church parking lots flooded and churches flooded and homes flooded and streets flooded and entire cities that are flooded completely out. And at these moments, people lose their minds. They, 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 they think this is the way it's going to always be. But can I tell you, it's just a little while and the waters will recede. I saw somebody... Traveling through the Smoky Mountains. I think maybe it was the Lafferty's family were traveling through the Smoky Mountains and taking pictures of the destruction of the wildfires that went through last summer and fall. And as I was looking through the pictures that they, they had posted on social media and was just, just looking through and I saw burned out buildings and I saw 
I saw the, the, the black and the soot and, and, and the, the dead trees and I thought it's, it's just but for a moment. Because before long, it's going to come back. Before long, somebody's going to rebuild that house. Before long, somebody's going to reestablish that business. And when it does, it's going to be bigger. It's going to be better. It's going to be nicer. It's going to be newer. Can I encourage you enough this morning to cause you to have enough faith to believe that what you're going through today will not last? It's but for a moment. And when you come out the other side, you're going to be better than you were when you went in. Can I tell you, you're going to be more powerful in prayer than you were when you went in. Can I tell you, when you come out the other side, you're going to be more powerful. You're going to be more on guard. You're going to be more in tune. It's but for a moment, but it's working for your eternal good. Get your neighbor and tell, tell them it's good for you. You, know, you don't want to hear that when you're going through it. You don't want to hear it when you're going through it. You don't want to hear it's good for you when you're going through it. You want somebody to sympathize with you. You want somebody to understand. Sometimes we just need somebody to listen. It's a hardship. It's a struggle. We're going through it. We wonder if there'll ever be an end to it. But I want to encourage somebody today to tell you that that emotional battle that you're going through is not eternal. It's just for a season. It's but for a moment. That financial struggle that you may be in and feeling the pressures of this morning is not going to last always. It's but for a moment. Stay faithful to God. Can I tell you that the sickness that's in your body is not eternal? That's strong words, Pastor. They say that it's, they say there's nothing the doctors can do. It's not eternal. It doesn't matter how, but you're going to win. Stay faithful to God, you're going to win. That job that makes you miserable is not eternal. God can open a door for a brand new opportunity tomorrow without you even expecting it. It'll come out of nowhere. Brother David, you ought to just made a lap. That problem is causing you to lose sleep, making you cry, causing you to be weary. The pain of betrayal and deception. It isn't eternal. It's but for a moment. Pain is temporal. But quitting can be eternal. Don't even think about walking away. Don't even think about turning in the towel. Don't even think about sitting down and quitting. Get up from where you are this morning and declare, by the help of the Lord, I recognize this is temporal. My heart is fixed on things that are eternal. It's but for a moment. This too shall pass. I'll come out the other side stronger than I've ever been. I'll come out like gold, though it's been tried in fire. Oh, why don't somebody just give the Lord praise this morning? It's temporary. You may be crying about it today, but you'll be rejoicing over it tomorrow. 
You may be broke in the middle of it today, but you'll have more than enough in a little while. You may be in the pain of sickness today, but the healing is on its way. You may be walking through the valley today, but there's victory on its way. You may be under it. You may be carrying the load of it today, but I've already told you it's only temporary. It's just temporal. It's just but for a moment. When you're going through struggles and hardships, when the water gets turned off, you don't rip out the plumbing. The well breaks, you rip out the plumbing. That's silly. The electricity goes off, you just go and bust out all the lights in the house. Declare, I don't need them anyway. I never will need them again. That's ridiculous. It's but for a moment. The storm's going to pass. You don't fire the electrical company and quit paying your bills because the electricity goes off. You'll just make it harder on yourself. It's just temporary. Life is full of temporary inconveniences. Nobody enjoys them, but there's a good side to every one of them. It sure makes you feel good when the lights come back on. It's a whole lot better when they turn the water back on. It's a whole lot better when the pain's gone. You ever been sick? You ever been so sick? Terribly sick? Maybe you've been sick for a little while. Maybe it's something that came on you slowly and you got really, really sick. You were so, so sick and it lasted, it lingered. It waited a while before it was gone. And when you started feeling better, you didn't even realize just how sick you were and how long you had been sick. I heard you moan right there. You've been there. You know what I'm talking about. When you've been through it so long, you forgot what normal felt like. You dealt with the pain so long, you forgot how good it feels to not be dealing with it now. See, some of us have been going through it for a long, long while. Here's a good side. Somebody asked me one time, how far can you walk into the woods? I was wondering, well, as far as you want to, I don't know. And they said, you can only walk halfway in because the other half's out. How long can you stay in darkness? Only half the way. Because the other half, you're on your way out. How long is this mess going to last in my life? It just The longer it feels like you've been in it, the closer you are to coming out of it. Life is full of temporary inconveniences. The wilderness was never supposed to be fun. It wasn't supposed to be comfortable or enjoyable. It was supposed to be difficult and undesirable. It was supposed to be hot during the day and freezing cold at night. God designed it that way because He didn't want them to stay there. They had a promised land. And if He made the wilderness too comfortable... They would want to stay in the wilderness. But if he made a little misery in the wilderness, they might seek to get out to the other side. I come this morning to remind some of you, it's not supposed to be easy down here. 
because this world is not supposed to be our home. When we mourn because our bank accounts are empty, it's just temporal. This world is not my home. I've got struggles here. It's but for a moment. This world is not my home. The ground was supposed to be hard. They were supposed to get hungry and thirsty. They were supposed to hate the wilderness and find it undesirable. They were supposed to hate being surrounded by deadly poisonous snakes and scorpions. It was because they were supposed to love God and be thankful for daily provisions and hate the wilderness. God intended for it to be but for a moment. He wanted them to hate the wilderness so much that they would run into the promised land. Maybe God is wanting you to Hate what's going on in your life so much that you'll run to Him. I thought this morning as we were singing and how appropriate, all I need is found in your presence. All I need is found in your presence. I was standing here this morning thinking, my God, how true that song is. Everything we need is found in His presence. Take the whole world, but give me Jesus. The world is temporal, but I'm looking for something that is eternal. The problem is, is that Israel got adjusted to wilderness mentality and they got comfortable just scraping by and they got satisfied with just enough. Just enough to put gas in the car. Just enough to keep the lights on. Just enough to survive. Just enough to keep my sanity but not enough to sleep on. Just enough faith to believe that I'll make it to heaven. But not enough to believe that I can walk in the power of the Holy Ghost. God gave them just enough. He gave them just enough manna from heaven. Just enough water from the rock. Just enough clothes that didn't wear out. Just enough shoes that didn't wear out. But all of that was just provision for the journey. It was enough to sustain them until they came to the promised land. But when they got to the promised land, the promised land was designed to sustain them. They were supposed to transition from a wilderness of just enough to the promised land of more than enough. I wish I could get somebody to understand this morning what the Spirit is speaking to the church today. Don't get satisfied like you are. This is but for a moment. Don't say, I'll figure out how to cope with it. It's not supposed to be coped with here. We're not supposed to be comfortable with it like it is. Get your eyes on the prize and declare by faith, I'm going to come out of this. God's speaking to the church today to not forget the promise is still coming. We can't afford CLC. We can't afford to get a wilderness mentality. This is only temporary. Somebody needs to tell themselves, I'm not going to get stuck here. 
God's been good to me, but I'm not just sending all my prayers up to pray for earthly provision. If I can just get by today, if I can just get enough money to eat today, enough, enough gas to make it by, no, 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 that's not where I want to live. I refuse to be stuck like I am. It's not the will of God for us to stay like we are. It's just for a moment. Paul said, our light affliction. He must have been comparing our troubles with the sufferings of Jesus. Because some of our sufferings may not seem like they're so light. Any of your sufferings feel like they're real heavy? Anybody with me this morning? Kind of frustrates you when somebody looks at you and says, well, that ain't nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That ain't nothing, huh? When it's you, you know what they say. The only small surgery is the one somebody else is having. Our light affliction. Because sometimes I feel like that my affliction is a heavyweight affliction. Then he said which is but for a moment, or it's temporal. Sometimes we hear people talk about midnight. It, it's not morning. It's not night. It's midnight. The midnight hour is so critical because at that point it can kind of go either way. You know they say that more people die at the midnight hour. Fevers rage at the midnight hour. Things get really bad at the midnight hour. The Bible even talks about it. Paul and Silas' backs were beaten, humiliated, thrown into the most filthy, darkest part of the prison. At midnight, they prayed and sang praises unto the Lord. God shook the jail off its foundations, opens the door, set the prisoners free, brought salvation to the jailer and all his house, all because they chose to praise God at midnight. The good news is, is that God still works at midnight. The good thing about midnight, in all reality, you ever think about this? Midnight only lasts 60 seconds. It's but for a moment. It's 60 seconds and then it's over. It's not midnight anymore. <laughs> I know I may be feeling a little silly this morning. But can I tell you, you can go from sickness to well in 60 seconds. You can go from darkness to light in 60 seconds. You can go from lost to found in 60 seconds. From weeping to rejoicing in 60 seconds. From broke to divine overflow in 60 seconds. You can go from in need to finding what you need in, in 60 seconds or less. I'm trying to preach some faith to somebody this morning to tell you that whatever you need, you can find right here in His presence and your whole world can be turned around in just a moment. In just a moment, it, God can turn it all around for you. Oh, somebody ought to praise God like you. Believe that this morning. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth out of them all. Come on, somebody. You need to get this in your spirit today. You need to tell somebody today, it's going to be over. It's but for a moment. Our light afflictions, which is only but for a moment, worketh. For us, here's a good place to shout because it's working for me. Yeah. 
Even when the devil's hitting me and attacking me and attacking my body and lying to me and attacking my finances and attacking my mind and attacking my ministry, it's working for a better cause. It's working for an eternal weight of glory. It's good for you. Hard to imagine. Not maybe what I want to hear right now. But Romans 8 and 24 says, And we know that all things work together. Boy, I used to have an issue with that passage. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. One day the Lord just literally spoke to me and said, I didn't say you'd understand it. I said you're supposed to know. By faith you know that I'm working it all for your good. For we know that all things work together for the good to them that love the Lord and are the called according to His purpose. He didn't say you're going to understand it all, but He said by faith you know that God's not against you. He's for you. He's not working it against you. He's working it for your good. This is not eternal. It's just temporal. You're going to come out the other side of it. You're going to get past it. Somebody's getting ready to go from under the load to over the load in just for a moment. i got to wrap this up this morning. While we look not at the things which are seen. That means I'm looking with doubt. I'm looking at everything around me. The world's caving in. If we spend all of our time looking at everything that is seen, looking at everything that, everything that is happening to us, and we put our focus on the storm, on the battle, and that's where our focus is at, that's all we're going to see. But eyes of faith cause us to look up. Nowhere in Scripture do I find where the Scripture said, look down in faith. But instead he says, lift up your head for your redemption draweth nigh. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills. I'm never looking down at the problem. I'm never looking down at the circumstances around me. I'm never looking down, but the Scripture constantly tells us, look up. Faith causes you to look up. Faith causes you to lift up your head. Faith causes you to believe beyond the circumstances that are around you. If I can get my vision high enough, I won't even pay attention to the temporal things that are around me. Of course, I know there are giants in the land, but I choose not to look at them or regard them, or consider them, or even observe them. Why? Because I'm regarding and contemplating and considering and observing something else. This is my promised land. God said, it's mine. You might think this sounds a little crazy this morning, but faith can cause some things to look invisible. Mm -hmm. There's giants in the land, but I don't see them. Look, look. Don't you see them right there? Don't you see what's wrong in your life? Don't you see all of the problems? Don't you see all of the troubles? Sure don't. What do you mean you don't? They're invisible. Faith causes me to look right through them. See the other side because they're going to pass. This is temporal. This is but for a moment. And it's going to pass. Yes, yes, Mr. Giant. I know you are there, but I can't really see you anymore because the invisible has become so great that my eyes are focused on what is to come, not on what you are. 
I got my eyes off the temporal and got it on the eternal. I don't, I don't see my sickness anymore. All I can see is that by your stripes we are healed. I don't see my financial problems anymore. All I see is that my God shall supply all of my need. I don't see me struggling through the wilderness anymore. All I can see is that God is providing a way out of no way. All I can see is that my God is able. All I can see is that my God is more than enough. All I can see is that I am blessed beyond measure. All I can see is by His stripes we are healed. All I can see is that my children and family are going to be saved. All I can see is that somebody is going to be restored. All I can see is my anointing coming. All I can see is that my finances are turning around. I can't see the problem. I can see the resolve on the other side. Oh, come on, somebody give God a shout of praise. It'll be over in just a moment. Stand with me this morning. These things are temporal. They're subject to change. They're subject to change. Let's start talking about where we're going instead of where we've been. Let's start talking about what God is about to do in our future instead of what's happening to us at this moment. Start talking about what you're expecting instead of what you are experiencing. There it is. Start talking about what you are expecting instead of what you're experiencing. Weeping's going to endure for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. I can make it through the temporary problems of life as long as I can see the eternal out the other side. I want to tell you this morning, if you're not walking in the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ, you need to today. I'm swinging these altars open. The doors of the church are swinging open right now. There's somebody in the house today that may not know the Lord and the power of the Holy Ghost. You haven't experienced the resurrection as, as you really need to experience it. I open the doors of this church this morning. I swing open the altars today. You need to step out from where you are and declare, I'm coming to the Lord this morning. I'm giving my heart to Him. I'm turning my life around. I've walked my own way long enough, but I'm turning my life around today. I'm going another direction. Come on, it can change in 60 seconds for you. God can turn it around in a, in a moment for you today. He can turn it around in a moment. doesn't matter what you're going through. It matters where you're going to. It's just but for a moment. But for a moment. The altars are open. God bless you today. Come join these. This is wonderful. Come join these that are here. If you're not saved today, you need to be. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name today, you need to be. If you've never been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you need to be. This is the day of salvation. This is the day to allow God to turn your life around, to change everything in your future. Come on to Him this morning. Come to Him this morning. Come to Him this morning. He's here for you with outstretched hands reaching to you. He's here for you today.
the Lord you make all things. You 